Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 13 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Into the Wild. This was a fun one. Very eventful. Lots of questions coming up. Lots of seemingly answers. And I have some exciting theories that I will be discussing today. I bet you do. This is a great episode. I think people sleep on season four all the time because this chapter of season four is just so much fun i do think it's a little complicated some might say needlessly so not me i'm gonna start as always by reading the synopsis from vampire diaries wiki shane leads an expedition to a desolate island off the coast of nova scotia where he believes the secret of the cure lies hidden on the trek to the island's interior, Rebecca and Elena continue their bitter rivalry. Stefan does his best to keep the peace, and Damon accuses Shane of leading them into a trap. Bonnie and Jeremy try to figure out the message of the Hunter's Mark, while Shane reveals more of the legend of Silas and the witch Ketsia, along with his own personal history. Back in Mystic Falls, Tyler confronts Klaus, and Caroline is caught up in the violence that follows. We got some Caroline even in the mix. I know we get a nice Claroline scene in the middle of all the drama. We earned it. We opened the episode, however, a year ago in the woods on an island off the coast of Nova Scotia. And you can tell it's a year ago because Shane's hair is a little longer. Yeah, a little scruffier. He is running from an islander. I'm going to use the term islander because it's what Shane says. It's a little bit iffy the guys with the dreads and the face paint it's a it's a little like guys we really didn't need to do this that's not the best not the best showing of the vampire diaries uh so i'm going to refer to them as islanders and i don't even think that's particularly great but but it's the only thing we have it is what it is if i say hunter it'll get confusing so anyway shane's running from a man then Shane comes across the entrance to a cave and he looks pretty excited to see that. And it seems like he lost the guy chasing him. So he goes inside the cave, turns on a flashlight. He looks at some writings on the wall. Nothing of note that I could read. The only word I could read and remember was what looked like a name that said Mordok. Okay. I don't think that means anything. There was some seemingly Russian writing. I think we're meant to assume, um, and I might be making a leap, based on the color of the writing, it's dark red. We might be meant to assume that people who were, you know, bleeding out to see their lost loved ones wrote the names of their loved ones on the wall with their blood. Or maybe their own names or something. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, that's my best guess. But then Shane also sees a well and he looks in it and he points his flashlight in it. And then the flashlight transitions into the sun in the present day, our heroes are, you know, getting off boats on an island. Shane is by himself, obviously, you know, remembering this memory we just saw. And then he says to no one, congratulations, we made it. Yeah, and he's giving it something's up when he's saying this. The way he's looking at this island, it's a little like Lenny with the rabbit. Yeah, something's always been up with Shane, but he's obviously like he's revealing more information he obviously feels like he's kind of like ahead of the game here. He obviously feels like he's got it on lock because he's not hiding things anymore. He's yeah. outright admitting to the murders at this point. Well, and he got all these people to this island. He has all the stuff he needs. So at this point, he's probably pretty confident yeah. that he's getting what he wants, which now 
Let's not get overexcited. But it's looking good for him. It's looking good because he has all the tools he needs. And we later find out he has an alliance with the Islanders. Yeah, which helps. So anyway, the rest of the team gets off the boat. We see everybody who came, everyone who made the journey. It's Jeremy, Elena, Damon, Stefan, Rebecca, and Bonnie. And they're all gathering their stuff together to get ready for the hike. Damon is like sharpening a blade as Shane approaches because, I don't know, I think Shane is still trying to become friends with Damon because he knows that Damon is his most vocal hater. Yeah, I think Shane is trying to like convince Damon he's on the right side and be like, see, you can trust me now because I'm here. And it's like, no, I'm not falling for that. But Damon says, hey, couldn't they have hidden this cure in Hawaii? Where the hell did you take us? And that's not asking that much. (laughs) I agree. Shane says we are 200 miles off the Nova Scotia mainland. And if you recall, the whole point was to hide the cure on the world's most obscure, desolate island. And Damon says, oh, yeah, I thought the whole point was so no one found Silas, the oldest, deadliest freak in the world. And Shane says, yeah, that too. This is the world's most desolate, obscure island. It's only 200 miles off the coast. I mean, 200 miles is a ways. It is a ways, but there has to be a further out island. It seems like there's nothing going on on this island, though. No, there's not. But like, there's got to be something in the middle of like, nowhere, nowhere. But then it's too obvious. Also, then it doesn't make sense for a team to get there. We have to take what we can get. We can't poke holes in everything here. That's true. But we also do have to raise the question, you know. Oh, do we have to raise this question? No, raise it. Raise it. Raise your question. How did Shane find this island in the first place? I mean, we know the stories that he heard about the island, but... We have to assume it's from the stories he heard about the island, and then... They named the location. His occult studies that he's so known for. Also, there is something funny about Silas hearing about all this uh, news in this island because of a story about miners. He said miners, and then he got there and he's like, oh, wrong kind of miners. You said Silas, you meant Shane. Oh. You must think Shane is Silas still. I still do, honestly. (laughs) I think there's some possession going on, and that's one of my theories that I'll get into. But we'll get into it. Shane offers Damon some sunscreen, and Damon says, is that a joke? And Shane says, oh, yeah, right. Elsewhere on the beach, Elena walks past Stefan and Rebecca. Stefan's like trying to tie a knot or something. And Rebecca's just glaring at Elena. And Stefan says, hey, you know, you're not really helping. And Rebecca says, you're perfectly capable of tying a knot. And Rebecca came to this island in a serve of an outfit. Best dress today. Yes, by far. They're, they are all in their like camping Nova Scotia fashion. Yeah. They're all turning looks, but Rebecca's is by far the best. Stefan says, you know, you giving Elena the evil eye isn't really helping. And Rebecca says, well, you know, I don't know if you remember this. She killed my brother. I tried to get you to dagger me. So she's lucky that all she's getting is the evil eye. And Elena can't stand this anymore. She says, you know, I can hear you, right? Rebecca says, you know, I don't care, right? Rebecca's like, obviously you can hear me. You're a vampire now. I like you to know I don't like you. Yeah. So they're getting along as well as they usually are. Uh, Elena decides that this is the most egregious offense that Rebecca has ever committed is saying that she doesn't care what Elena says. So what Elena does is she takes the white oak steak out of her bag and lunges at Rebecca. Rebecca, however, tackles her and says, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and kill me. Go ahead and try. But then you'd have to face your real problems. Like the fact that Stefan invited me here himself. Guess he likes me again. This is devastating to Elena. (laughs) Well, and Elena, why would you start this whole trip off with killing Rebecca? It's not necessary. Let's take a beat. Yeah. Rebecca walks away, but Stefan holds his hand out to Elena, you know, to help her up. But Elena gets up without it and also walks away. So Stefan's doing really well with the ladies so far. <laughs> then Damon approaches 
Elena and he says, oh, looks like somebody forgot her team building exercises. And Elena says, well, you know what? I'm not apologizing for not wanting her here. (laughs) (laughs) And Damon says, you know, Seven just brought her here to make sure it seems like he's moving on. He wants you to think he's over you and he wants me to think I can't get under his skin. I hate to break this to you, Damon. And maybe it's not about the two of you. And if it is about the two of you, guess what? It's working. Yeah, he's nailing it. Elena just tried to kill her. I think it's affecting her. (laughs) Elena says, you're right. It is about us. And, you know, with any luck, I'll only have to tolerate her for a few more days and then we'll find the cure and we'll never have to deal with her again. That's wishful thinking. (laughs) Let's all be realistic, okay? Our lives are intertwined. Damon says, human Rebecca. Can't imagine her without fangs. And Elena says, you know, there's a good segue. Uh, You know, we have never talked about, you know, what you'll do with the cure once we find it. Like, will you take it? And he says, well, I don't like to speculate. He's like, that's not speculating. Like, do you have an opinion? And of course, he doesn't want to say. What are you going to do? I'm not asking you to guess what everyone else is going to do. I'm asking you, what what are you thinking? Elsewhere on the beach, Bonnie is taking a bunch of close up pictures of Jeremy's tattoo. And she says, sorry, if there was a less awkward way to do this, I would. This is Stephanie's dream. Yeah, this is me uh, just watching Netflix with my phone out. <laughs> click, click. Jeremy says, ah, it doesn't bother me. She touches his tattoo. She says, these symbols must have been left so the hunters could find the cure. And this must be the story of Ketsia and Silas. And we get a little bit of a review. We look at the tattoo. Bonnie says, according to Shane, Silas asked Ketsia for help making a spell for immortality. She helped make him immortal, only to learn he planned to use the same spell on another woman, not her. When she found out, she freaked. And Jeremy says, well, so Ketsia killed the other woman? Yeah, pick it up, dude. Come on, buddy. We've all heard this story. The story's on your body. Yeah, you didn't didn't read it all? It's a picture book. (laughs) Bonnie says, yeah, well, Silas was immortal. She couldn't kill him. So she trapped him in a cave and buried him alive instead. Jeremy says, hey, does this tattoo say anything about the hunter's purpose in all of this? Fantastic question. You should have probably been asking this a while ago. Because Jeremy's looking at this like, okay, I see you guys all get the cure. You have your spell. There's all this. Do I get to live? Like, full stop. Do I get to live after this? Like, what happens when you don't need the tattoo anymore? Let's all be honest. Shane approaches because he wants to cock block and he does so. He says, you know, I was wondering when you'd ask. And he says, Ketsia created a cure for immortality. Then she buried it with Silas, hoping he'd take it and die, end up on the other side with her for all eternity. But he wouldn't give her the satisfaction. So many centuries later, her descendants created the hunters to find him cure him and kill him and then he says i'll explain on the hike come on we gotta get going and they start hiking but let's talk about this really quick mm-hmm. so this is clarification at least from shane's point of view for why silas didn't take the cure yeah which he must be evil because i don't care how mad i am i'll take the cure like oh my god get over it well but if he takes the cure he's immortal he goes to the other side with ketsia yeah but get over that but his girlfriend who he wants to spend eternity with was human so she's not over on the other side you know we can assume that silas can bring humans back yes we can assume that who died in service of his cause that's what we've been told caitlin told us that caitlin told us that caitlin quote unquote is how i'm gonna refer to her yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) caitlin (laughs) caitlin sure (laughs) Uh, but i was gonna say well we saw a human underground in these mines but caitlin is a witch as we found out But so maybe Silas is talking to his human love in these caves. Maybe he's just bleeding himself out every once in a while. 
Oh, you think he's like, yeah, he's like bleeding in his hole and just talking to Miss Lady. If a human can truly be in these caves and the human is the human that we're expecting. Yeah. Pretty clear what I'm implying. Because Caitlin could touch Shane and we can get to this later, of course. So she's not a ghost. Anyway, we'll get to all this later. Yeah. But that's why Silas didn't take the cure. Yeah. And also confirmation that a Bennett witch did create the five, which I said at one point. So I guess that win for me. Kind of an easy one, but I still got it. Kind of a layup, but you got to take what you can get. But you could argue Caitlin being a witch is a layup, and I didn't get that. Yeah, you could argue that. (laughs) (laughs) I would. Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Klaus is staring at Cole's burnt corpse, looking pretty sad. Not looking like he's doing well. Yeah, and then to make matters worse, Tyler comes in. And Tyler says, good morning, sunshine. You look pathetic. Uh, It's never a good idea to gloat. We'll get there later, though. Klaus says, you know, only until Bonnie's spell locking me in here wears off. Then I'll look different. Angrier, perhaps. Or maybe I won't look like anything, because I'll have gouged your eyeballs from their sockets. And Tyler says, "Mm, actually, my friends will be back with the cure by then, so I can shove it down your throat and make you mortal. Even if you have the cure, you still have to beat Klaus in hand-to-hand combat. Not sold on that. (laughs) Even if he could beat Klaus in hand-to-hand combat, You're not on the team that's retrieving the cure. What makes you think any of them are going to give it to you, Tyler? You're not a close ally. Yeah. What makes you think, first of all, that the cure exists? Second of all, that there'll be any left for you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, come back and be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you guys are back. I need to give some to Klaus. And human Rebecca, Stefan, and Elena will be like, oh, what? What? We had to save some? No, they just won't come back. They'll stay in Canada. Klaus says, oh, yeah, well... I'm an original. What makes you think my entire vampire bloodline won't be cured along with me, i.e. you? Fantastic way to throw this at Tyler. Yeah, this is a good intimidation. But unfortunately, Tyler is prepared for this. Mm -hmm. Tyler says, you know what I think? I think that's impossible. I think the moment you stop being a vampire, our whole blood connection to you is broken and your siren line ceases to exist. So whatever happens to you happens only to you, which means I can kill your ass and no one else has to die. So Tyler raises an interesting point, which is like, without the blood connection, the line is out of whack. Yeah, the line is broken, which I think is a fair guess. I think both of these are fair theories, is the thing. We can't really know which one is true at this point. And then Tyler goes on to say about killing Klaus. He says, though I am still debating just how to do it. Klaus jumps to the doorframe, to the boundary of his spell, to intimidate Tyler And he says, well, you know, what I recommend is drowning because there is nothing quite like the feeling of someone fighting for something as basic as human breath. And let me tell you, your mother was a fighter. I gasped. This was this was rough. This was hard for Mr. Tyler. That was aggressive. And to be fair, you know, Tyler was provoking Klaus. We knew Klaus was going to say something a little mean and he, he went for it. Yeah. We go back to the island where the team is hiking. They've got their big backpacks. They're making progress. Shane says his satellite phone has lost its signal. And Damon says, ooh, good sign. And Elena says, hey, is anyone else a little creeped out? She's got to bring it up. She's got to ask. And they all should be. But instead, Rebecca says, so then leave. (laughs) Very subtle, Rebecca. She says, out of everyone here, your presence is the least necessary. And Stefan says, hey, please don't start. Stefan's like, can we just like get through this today? Stefan's trying so hard to keep the peace. Rebecca says, I'm merely stating the facts. Jeremy has the spell on his body. 
Bonnie's the witch that unseals the cure. Shane is the human compass. You and I have the tombstone that does God knows what. And Elena has no point. And Damon says, hey, what about me? And Rebecca says, you have a nice behind. And Damon says, I'll take it. He said, that works for me. Later, night has fallen. And Shane is telling everybody some stories, some personal anecdotes, and some non-personal stories. He's just talking. He's just chit-chatting. He says, you know, centuries after Ketsia died, there were these miners, not the kind of miners you want to have sex with. <laughs> and and don't get excited, but they're the type that go into mines. Yeah. I just, I feel like I need to clarify that because when they told me this story, no one did. And I thought that was kind of fucked up. He's like, anyway, my point is, <laughs> miners were excavating a well on the island and they suddenly went mad, bled themselves dry for no apparent reason. So the legend spread that these miners, in exchange for a drop of their blood, saw visions of their lost loved ones in the well they were digging. Word traveled and explorers sought out the well to see if the legend was true. And Bonnie says, oh, so the well was magic. Shane says, well, you know, some people believe the voices of lost souls were just a wind vortex whipping through the caves and visions were caused by inhaling the island's poisonous plant life. And Elena says, what do you believe? And he says, well, I believe in magic. Of course you do. You want to believe you actually saw your wife. Yeah. I, I think you got some skin in the game here, buddy. His read is a little biased and no one really seems to connect those dots or like speak them out loud because they're probably like, we're going to kill him in about 20 minutes anyway. Just let him talk. He's not coming back with us. Let him get it out. Let him have his day. It's like when you bring a dog to their favorite park before they're put down. Yeah. And then Shane reveals some personal information. He says, my wife and son died within months of each other. So I decided to try the well out for myself. Shame that I was wrong about him killing his wife and son. I thought that might eat. It didn't. Or at least as far as we know so far. We go and flash back once again to a year ago. Shane is at the well that we saw him arrive to earlier in the episode. And he is, you know, cutting his hand and drops some blood in it. And from present day, he narrates. He says, I offered up my blood and I waited. Then he starts to hear voices. They say, hello, hello. And then we hear a lady voice. We know later that it's Caitlin. She says, Atticus. Very good impersonation. Thank you. He says, Caitlin. And then he goes down the well to follow the voice. He's like propelling down the wall with a rope. Repelling. Repelling. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. He's going into the well. He has a rope. Who needs to know the words? (laughs) You all watch the episode. (laughs) And, you know, he hears more whispers. He hears more voices. And then he has issues with the rope. And he falls about six feet. But you would think he fell like 20 feet with the way he whines. He was whining so much. I thought he had like stabbed himself on a rib cage or something. I think he cut himself on a rock somehow because he is bleeding. Yeah. When he gets down there. I thought he was like impaled by a rib cage is what I should say. So, no, he just hurt himself. Yeah. Which I don't know what you expected repelling into a well by yourself. Well, he didn't have a wife or a kid. He has no friends. Shane lays on the ground questioning everything. But then a woman approaches and she's wearing a cardigan. So we start to put the pieces together. So she must be somebody's wife. Pretty quickly, we figure it out. She says, hello, Addie, because his name is Atticus. So she calls him Addie. Uh, I think Shane would have been better. No wonder he pivoted once she died. (laughs) And he says, Caitlin. And he narrates, I saw my wife. I saw her eyes, her smile. And then we go back to the present day. And Shane says, my blood, let me see her again. And Damon says, okay, yeah, got it. Don't eat the poisonous flowers. 
Yeah, Damon's like, okay, sounds like you hallucinated when you fell into a cave. He <laughs> said, got it. <laughs> and they continue hiking. And then Shane says, hey, stop. He goes a little bit ahead and he says, is everybody paying attention? Shane says, first lesson in survival. And then he triggers like a trap net and he says, stay together, keep your eyes open. They remember none of this because they split up pretty soon after. Yeah, and people just start getting picked off of the crowd after that. Which is Shane's plan. So you would think that it would be detrimental to Shane's plan to tell them to stick together, but I guess he knew they weren't going to listen to him. Now, what he should have done, what, what would have like immediately made him more trustworthy, he gets caught in that net. Because guess what? There's six people to cut him down. And he's like, that's crazy. I guess it's booby trapped here. And worst case scenario, if they don't cut him down, he has an alliance with the Islanders. Yeah, and I bet he has a knife. He could get out of a, a net. And also, this may have backfired because though we don't know a ton about every booby trap, a number of other booby traps seem to be specifically for vampires. I mean, I guess not necessarily because... A wood stake's going to hurt anybody. I mean, we don't know that net could have had Vervain on the ropes. That's what I'm saying. Like, this could have been a vampire-specific booby trap as well, which if that's the case, it would have backfired for Shane to get caught in it and make them cut him down. That's Because then they'd be like, there's Vervain on this. That's crazy. We're not touching this. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that there's an island where a bunch of people die by loss of blood and there's booby traps that seem to be vampire-based. I think that's a great point. They all continue hiking. Shane says, okay, no one's really into my stories. Fine. Jeremy says, oh, I'm out of water. What? How much water did he bring? One bottle? He brought one Nalgene. I don't think he even had an Nalgene. No, he got a smart water at the airport. And he drank half of it on the boat ride in. It was $8. <laughs> He's like, I'll just refill it when I get to the island. It's a remote island, you dumbass. That's definitely what happened. But Elena offers Jeremy her water. She's a good sister. And Jeremy says, a magic well. Seriously? And Elena says, I don't know. I mean, we've all lost someone. The chance to maybe see them again. I kind of get it. Yeah, that's why that's the story everyone's telling. What do you mean by that? I'm just saying it's an awful big draw. If you can go underground and see your family member that you love dearly who you've lost in whatever form they may be in. Okay. Do you want me to come out and say what I think is happening? Yeah, we might as well. I think Silas is pretending to be people's loved ones. I think he's shape-shifting in hallucinations. Interesting. How do you think he's getting the power to do that if he's been underground this long and desiccating? Some other witch. Do you think he has a witch with him? Didn't Caitlin say they have a witch? She said the witch they have is named Silas. Oh, yeah. Well, then he's a witch. But we also know he's a vampire or he's immortal. And we have been told that immortality leads to bloodlust. So how do you think he's getting this power? He's making these people die by sounding like their loved ones and then once he has enough blood from them he turns into their loved ones the logic here is is shaky i'll acknowledge that no it's not i was it this actually is a very obvious answer and you kind of said it and i think you said it on accident they offer their blood yeah they offer their blood that's what i meant yeah you didn't say that i was like girl i thought that you know they bled and then he did it yeah you were dancing around that in a way that made it seem like you weren't getting it. And I was like, this is actually one of the more obvious answers. If your theory is that it is Silas, yeah. that he's getting the power by taking their blood. I believe so. And I think whether or not it's these people down there or their ghosts or whatever, we see Caitlin touch Shane. So we know the ghost thing is iffy. I think Silas is controlling a lot of what they're saying at the minimum. Sure. And I'll get more into that throughout, obviously, as we get into Caitlin. But I, I keep implying it somebody will say it 
Yeah. Do you think we're going to see anyone else in this magic well as our team gets closer? I think probably. Who? Who do you think we're going to see? Alaric! (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep open. (laughs) Gotta keep open. I do think Sheila's a possibility because I think, you know, we think about the Hunter's Curse with Elena, how he brought Elena's mom Mm -hmm. to be like, you're horrible, you should die, blah, blah, blah. I think Silas could take the opposite approach, take the form of Sheila and say, Bonnie, this is what you're meant to do. Expression is good. It's inherently good. Sure. They go walking, Elena and Jeremy, to catch up. Jeremy drinks his water. Uh, He hears a sound and he turns around and then he sees a guy pointing an arrow at him. And it is an islander. He's got the face paint. He's got the braids. Yeah. And Elena says, Jeremy, and she pushes him out of the way. The guy reloads his bow and arrow. But as he's reloading, he gets hit in the back with an axe and drops dead. And we don't see who threw that axe at him. Yes, we just see the axe in his back. Elena sees this and says, what the hell? And Jeremy says, someone saved my life. Because Elena's like, I thought this was the most desolate island on Earth or whatever the fuck. All of a sudden, hatchets are flying. Yeah. Our team hikes to a clearing, forgetting all that just happened with Jeremy. Stefan says, hey, what is this place? And Shane says, oh, well, according to island lore, a group of college kids came here for spring break. And a few weeks later, they were all found dead, completely drained of blood. So, again, not the most remote island in the world. Yeah, it seems like a lot of killing for an island that supposedly no one goes to. And what kind of spring break is this? And my friends would never. That's just dumbassery. It is. At that point, I mean, you've made your choice with your life. Exactly. Rebecca says, well, tragic for them, brilliant for us. Who sleeps where? Yeah, Rebecca's like, I don't give a fuck who died where. She said, I don't have a single follow-up question. Dibs on the bed. Yeah. Damon says, well, that is just lovely. There's a mystery man with a hatchet lurking in the woods, and we're just going to camp. So he's the only one concerned about what just happened to Jeremy. Yeah, because Shane's just dropping all this, like, multiple major deaths on this island that he didn't bring up until you stepped foot on the island. This is what they get for... Sticking with Shane this whole time. He's never established himself as trustworthy, but they are relying on him quite a bit. And like he does say things with confidence, but there's no reason to believe any of what he's saying. Yeah. Like there's no guarantee that the cure is on this island. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing you can safely assume is that if Silas exists, he's probably on this island. Yeah. Shane has outright said he doesn't want the cure. Why are you letting him lead the expedition? Yeah. Shane says we're safer here than hiking in the dark. I think that's debatable, but it's a toss up. You would be safer here if all of you got to sleep inside the building and not alone in tents. Yeah, there is enough space inside the building. This is on our heroes because they should not be letting Shane out of their sight. They should not be letting anyone out of their sight. Yeah, not to be this person. You guys should have gotten an eight person tent and slept in there. I know it wouldn't have been comfortable, but you would have known where everybody was at every second of the day. And guess what? Damon, be on guard all night. You don't get to sleep. You're a vampire. Yeah. They're putting, again, too much trust in Shane. Yeah. Damon says, let's just keep going. Get the cure. Get in. Get out. Where is it? And Shane says, how stupid do you think I am? And Damon says, well, stupid enough to raise an immortal witch. So I would say incredibly. He's like, I want you to start acting like the idiot I know you are. Give me some information. So what Shane does now is what Shane loves to do is he puts his manipulation hat on and he says, I'm shocked you even want the cure considering how much you have to lose once Elaine is human. Now, who told him that? (laughs) (laughs) Who is giving him this information? 
Shane walks away knowing he ate and Damon looks at Elena who did overhear that. So Elena goes up to Damon to comfort him and she says, you know, Shane doesn't know what he's talking about. And Damon says, well, we'll find out tomorrow. It's like, okay, that's not very comforting. Yeah. And Elena is very patient with this little drama. She says, do you really think I'm going to take this cure, break the sire bond and fall out of love with you? And Damon's like, I mean, it's hard to say. (laughs) Yeah. Damon says, I'm saying we don't know. And if you find it tomorrow, we will. So he that is what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah. He's trying really hard not to get his hopes up that she's like going to stay with him. So he's just trying to not believe either way. Yeah. He's putting up those walls, which notably always makes it much better for him and Elena. Yeah. You know what really always works for a relationship is stunted communication. Yeah. If you just keep secrets and don't talk about your feelings, it really goes super well. Yeah. So I'm glad he learned that early. Elena says, Damon, this cure is going to change so many things. And Damon's like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, he's like, that's what I'm worried. But she lays out all the good things that's going to change. She says, Jeremy won't want to kill me. We're going to get rid of Klaus. Bonnie's mom won't have to be a vampire. And anyone who wants to take this cure is going to have that option. Caroline, Stefan, you if you want it. Because she wants to know if he wants it. And she's like, you, if you want it, and feel free to tell me. And feel free to chime in. Um, I would love to hear either way. And Damon says, I get it. Everything changes tomorrow. It'll all be unicorns and rainbows. And she says, no, not everything. That's not what I'm saying. And you know that. What I'm saying is that my feelings for you aren't going to change. And then they kiss. But you can tell Damon is only half breathed in the kiss because he's scared. Yeah, he's a little scared boy. Then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Caroline arrives and she finds Tyler and she says, you're still here. What are you doing? And Tyler says, gloating. And she's like, Tyler. And Klaus says, hello, Caroline. And she goes to Tyler. She turns to him and she says, come home. Don't stoop to his level. And Tyler says, well, he destroyed my life. So I plan on being present for every second of his misery until I can kill him myself. Klaus looks sad at this because he he feels like, you know, Caroline's siding with Tyler here, and he doesn't really love that. Yeah, he's like, hey. Caroline says, okay, well, you can gloat and multitask. This place is a disaster, starting with a horrific burnt corpse. They take a blanket and they cover Cole's corpse to drag it out, and Klaus is just watching, very sad. Yeah, he's looking very emotional because he's like, that is my brother at the end of the day. Yeah, I know we were fighting, but Klaus says, okay, cards on the table. Tyler's mother is dead. So is my brother. We're even. Call Bonnie and get her to let me out of here. And Caroline says, I'll never, ever help you. Now Caroline starts flying a little close to the sun here. Yeah, this is on Caroline. She was getting a little cocky too. Yeah. After Tyler did, which didn't help her. Klaus says, how quickly you forget the part where I saved Tyler from the misery of being a werewolf. That's revisionist history because you kind of expected him to die when you did that. That wasn't super selfless. He says, or... Or the night that your mother invited me into her home to save the life of her precious daughter. Now, that was selfless. Yeah. But to be fair, he did save her life after he put her life in danger. Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) just a qualifier there. In whole, it's like a net zero of good. Caroline says, hey, how delusional are you? (laughs) She says, you killed his mother And let's not forget we're standing in the house where Elena's Aunt Jenna used to live. And Klaus says, Jenna? I don't know a Jenna. 
Cousins. Well, to be fair, I didn't really know her. Catherine brought her in. Let's blame Catherine for that one. Yeah, he said, okay, that's not me. That's that's Catherine. <laughs> and then Caroline says, oh, did you think your charm would make us forget how you killed her too? And Cousins, do you think I'm charming? <laughs> she says, you know what? No, I'm not going to engage in this. You are not even worth the calories I burn talking to you. And she slayed for a moment. Which is an excellent burn, and she lets it hang in the air, and she is like, mm-hmm, that worked. But unfortunately, she is standing right at the entrance of Klaus's little barrier, so he picks up a coat rack, impales Caroline with it, and carries her over into the living room and then bites her with werewolf venom that will kill her, and he tosses her to the ground, and he says to Tyler, now that was worth the calories. And he knows he slayed. He did slay. He slayed right back. And I know that it was kind of a last minute plan to trap Klaus in here. But maybe let's take the long sticks out of the room. Well, and also maybe let's just, I understand Tyler wants to gloat. Maybe don't hang out in the house with Klaus if you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to watch him. You can just go about your day. Enjoy some time with your girlfriend who you love dearly while Klaus is out of the way. Or even better, get a baby monitor. Talk to the baby monitor. You can walk all around town. You can gloat all you want. He can't do anything. It just doesn't make sense to be in the house and be at the doorway where he might be able to do something. Especially because, like, you know, Klaus's emotional stability, right? It's low. And I know Caroline doesn't expect him to let her die, and he doesn't, so she's right to not expect it. (laughs) But it's like Caroline flies a little too close to the sun with Klaus. Yeah, because she's like, well, he loves me so much. He's not going to kill me. And she's like, ooh, I might have gone a little far today. Yeah. Then we go back to the woods. There is a campfire. Rebecca sits with Stefan and she says, well, seven of us and no one thought to bring s'mores. This might sound familiar to some of you. And I just want to remind all of you of this scene when she was sitting by the fire with Damon and we found out like she died right before marshmallows were invented. (laughs) And so now she's like, well, let's get fucking s'mores. So yeah, now canonically she's obsessed with s'mores. Love that for her. Queen, queen of camping. Stefan is like holding the headstone with him. And Rebecca says, oh, what are you doing with that? And Stefan says, we're a day away from finding the cure, not letting it out of my sight. He forgets this pretty quick. Yeah. Good idea. If you keep doing it. Good idea. Terrible execution. Yeah. He left it in his tent like 20 minutes later. That's the Stefan Salvatore guarantee. (laughs) Yeah, truly. There's a sound in the woods. Rebecca like jumps and grabs Stefan. She's like, oh my God, did you hear that? She's so goofy. Yeah. She's just like me for real. She is. If I was next to Stefan at a fire, I'd be doing the same move. I would throw a rock into the woods and then do this. Mm-hmm. Rebecca says, I swear this place is haunted. And Stefan says, you're crushing my arm. She laughs and she says, okay, you got me. I'm a scaredy cat. And he says, you do realize you're like an original vampire, right? And she says, which is precisely why you should stop teasing me. I'm very powerful. Girl, get the hell up. Rebecca. You can't keep doing this. Stop it. (laughs) But then Rebecca says, hey, what are you going to do when Elena becomes human and comes running back to you? This is her attempt at getting up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She's trying to pull herself up. She says, you said you'd take the cure to be with her. You'd have kids and grow old. Is that still true? And he doesn't answer that. He's like, of course it is if she wants to have kids. Stefan's like, it's kind of up to her at this point. But then he turns it on her. He says, well, why do you want to take it? Aren't you the perfect vampire? She says, isn't it obvious? It's all an act, Stefan. Being a vampire is miserable. I'd give anything to be human. Normal. And this is so funny about Rebecca to me. Because 
from what we know of the cure, it's not going to change your personality. You're not all of a sudden going to become normal. I think she really thinks that if she becomes human, people are going to fawn over her like they fawn over Elena. And it's like, I'm sorry, that's a different situation. Yeah. And you know what? These two, you got to give it to these two because they are quite a pair. Oh, my God. They could talk for hours about how much they hate being vampires. They might be a good match. I might have to say it. I might have to say it. I might be a Stebecca girly. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Stefan says, if I take the cure, it wouldn't be for her. It would be for me. And this is fair. Of course, Stefan wants to take the cure. Need I remind all these people he is addicted to blood? He's an alcoholic. Yeah, like Elena being there is definitely a positive. Don't get us wrong, but he would happily be a human either way. Yeah, he would like to be a human for like all kinds of reasons, but primarily so he doesn't have the bloodlust. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, I want to have kids and grow old with my boyfriend. He's like, I would love to not want to murder everyone I meet. Yeah. Slightly different motivators. It's a little bit more serious for me. He's like, well, for me, it's like, I don't really want to be a serial killer anymore. And Rebecca's like, I just wish people liked me more. And it's like, I don't know why you think that is about the vampire thing. And Elena's like, mm, I just don't want to have to drink blood, even though I just have to drink a little bit every other day. Elena says, me want baby. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan said, me want morality. <laughs> me want a moment of peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we go over to the shed that this camp happens to be equipped with. They all should be asking how Shane immediately found this as well. Like, they should be asking a lot more questions of Shane, but we've already said that. Mm -hmm. Bonnie finds Shane in the shed. And she says, hey, crazy thing. I've been staring at pics of Jeremy's tattoo. And there's no spell on it. And Shane says, oh, yeah, no big deal. Expression doesn't require a written spell. Like, just think of it as like a way of accessing magic that already exists within you. You just have to want it bad enough. It seems like she hasn't learned enough about expression to be doing this yet. Which also raises the question, why did she need the tattoo? Because it sounds like he's like, just think about it hard enough. So what's the tattoo doing, Shane? This is, I think, the complaint that a lot of people have about the Cure storyline is in general. Mm-hmm. Is there's maybe like a few too many pieces and they don't all go together. And I think that is true, but I kind of don't care. I think you could also make the argument that she needed to see it all written out to have the tools within her expression mind to do it. Sure. Sure, that's my devil's advocate thing. I mean, it is what it is. She needs the tattoo. We can't ask a million questions. We need the tattoo. We're here. That's an on-starter. Bonnie says, oh, I'm just supposed to trust you. Shane says, Bonnie, listen. I taught you expression so you could access the cure. That's a bit of a reach, and I, I don't know if she should believe this. He says, I'll be right there with you the whole time. I promise. Then Damon decides to come in, and he says, you didn't answer the trust part. Yeah, Damon's like, answer the fucking question. He's just like me for real. Yeah. Like, they all seem to act like Damon's, like, being crazy. He's the only one appropriately suspicious of Shane. Yeah, because he's the only one who's like, okay, no. You answered that question, but you answered a third of it. And then the rest was something no one asked. Yeah. Like you didn't actually answer it. And that's Shane's bread and butter is like answering a snippet of a question and then just being charming for the rest of the answer. And he gets away with it quite a bit. Which is why Shane doesn't like Damon, because Damon's like, no. Shane says, let me put it this way. You need me to help you get through it, Bonnie. Because as you've demonstrated, expression can get messy. And believe me when I say I've seen it get a lot worse. Damon says, how much worse? 
Fantastic clarifying question. Yeah, someone should have been asking this before. And Shane says, okay, well, the thing is, when we lost our son in the car accident, vague, <laughs> the car accident, who was driving? going to go ahead and guess Shane, so I may still be correct. <laughs> what did they crash into? What was the accident? Was someone crashed into them? Who knows if these questions will ever be answered? Anyway, he says, my wife kind of lost it. She tried to resurrect his body using magic. And Bonnie says, your wife was a witch? Because yeah, it's weird that he didn't mention this because Bonnie had been asking, like, how do you know so much about witchcraft? And he's like, from my studies. He's like, I just like witches. I really respect witches. Yeah, this is like the first time that Bonnie has seen like willful omission. Yeah, and like the lying about the council is fucked, but it's kind of like, okay, of course he lied about that. It was a, you know, sacrifice. She's like, this is weird. This he definitely should have mentioned. Exactly. But he like just tries to blow past it. He says, yeah, she was a powerful witch and she was incredibly undisciplined. Caitlin said, hey. (laughs) Bonnie says, and you never thought to tell me? And he says, well, I didn't want to scare you because the truth is she tried to bring her son back using expression and it overwhelmed her and she died. And Bonnie says, you taught me the magic that killed your wife? <laughs> yeah, that that's a bad reveal, Shane. You should have kept that one behind you maybe a little longer. It does feel like he could have kept it a little longer, but honestly, I think he's trying to show his importance. Like I can help keep Bonnie in check. Yes, which he needs to do. But also he knows that Jeremy's already asleep in his tent and he's got a plan in motion over there. So he kind of doesn't need Bonnie to trust him right now. He just needs Bonnie to want to find Jeremy when he goes missing. That's true. So that works out for Shane. He kind of nailed it there. I hate to say it. Shane says, yes, as a matter of fact, I did teach you the magic (laughs) that killed my wife. But the upside is I've learned the warning signs so I can keep expression from consuming you. And Damon says... The downside is you've turned her into a bomb only you can dismantle. And he says, that's kind of the upside for me, too. He's like, that was part of it. He said, didn't I slay on this one? He's like, didn't I kind of eat? You guys didn't ask me any questions about this until today. Come on now. He says, you guys can't say I didn't eat. But he says to Damon, don't you think I know how this ends? I came here to raise Silas so he can bring back the dead. But you're never going to let that happen. The second I point to a cure, you're going to kill me. So now Bonnie has to keep me alive so I can keep her alive. I get this in theory. I don't think this is as safe as he thinks it is. Yes, I think this is tenuous at best, but I also think that he knows that the only one who really is dying to kill him right now is Damon. And he already has a plan in motion to get separated from Damon. So all he has to do is survive Damon right now. Yeah, and he just has to convince Bonnie that, you know, she may die without him, so she'll fight to keep him alive. And, you know, Damon would be like, I don't give a fuck, Bonnie can get through it or she won't. Like, he doesn't have to convince many people. He just has to keep it going for a little bit. Yeah. Later, in a tent, Jeremy has been sleeping. By himself? What the hell, guys? These people are idiots. Why are we all splitting up? Jeremy wakes up and he sees a shadow, and it is one of the islanders. And he goes, ah, this is offensive. Hey, it's 2013. He said, I don't know about this one, guys. Uh, He gets kidnapped. (laughs) Then we go over to the Gilbert house. Caroline is crying and freaking out because she just got bit with werewolf venom, which, as we know, kills vampires. Uh, she's freaking out as Tyler puts her on the couch. Klaus is smiling because he he made his point. He sure did. Yeah, he got one over on Tyler there. Yeah. And Tyler says, look at me. 
I can fix this. And she says, how? The only thing that can heal me is his blood. And I do think, based on the rules we know, Tyler's blood could heal her. Yeah, I've always wondered that. And I think it wouldn't hurt to drink some. I will say, I think there's a part on legacies where they imply that hybrid blood in general will heal werewolf bites. They've just all assumed it's like only Klaus. Yeah, and I get it. That would lower the stakes if Tyler could do it. It's the Vampire Diaries. We can't expect them to get past every plot hole. But I do think she could have tried. He may not be able to, but if I'm Caroline, I'm trying. Precisely. And Tyler says, look, I'll fix it. And then he turns to Klaus and he says, hey, she'll die if you don't heal her. And Klaus says, okay. Klaus says, yeah, that's why I bit her. Klaus bites his own wrist and offers the blood and he says, beg me to save her life. And Tyler says, is this what you want? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I asked for. I think I'm being pretty clear. He says, to remind me I'm powerless against you? Fine, you win. I'm nothing. Now save her, please. And Klaus says, sorry, I didn't quite catch that because that's barely begging. Yeah. Tyler says, please, Klaus. And Klaus says, please. And Tyler says, please save her life. And then Klaus says, you know, see, now I think you're just telling me what I want to hear. And you did call me pathetic earlier. And wouldn't it be more pathetic of me to help now, knowing that hours ago you announced your plan to kill me in a manner in which you're still debating because you wanted to have a certain amount of flair? Just asking, wouldn't that make me pathetic? Yeah, Klaus ate with that. Tyler knows that um, he really doesn't have a leg to stand on in this argument. And I think, you know, Tyler knew that the begging was not going to be it. Because if he really thought begging would do it, he would have gotten down on his knees. Yeah. Tyler says, okay, I'll be your slave again. Fine, I'll do whatever you want. Just help her. And Klaus says no, because Tyler was a shitty slave. Tyler was insubordinate. Well, and also, like, he just came out of having, like, 13 hybrids who were slaves. He's like, one at this point is kind of nothing. I might as well hire a personal assistant. I might as well compel someone to do stuff. It's easier. Whoever's nearest by. And no one will fight me the way you do with every fucking thing I ask you to do, even though you could just be nice to me. Yeah, and I don't like that you're dating Caroline. I don't really want to look at you. Yeah, not a fan. So Klaus says no to the slave offer, and Caroline says, get me out of here. I can't even look at him. Tyler picks her up, and they go. And Klaus says, hey, I was getting attention. He says, excuse me, what? He's like, I'm just in this living room still? (laughs) Then we go back to the woods in Nova Scotia. It is the next morning. All of a sudden, Elena realizes Jeremy's gone. Took him the whole night to realize. No one thought to check on the guy with the tattoo that you fought so hard to get. I guess he got a tent to himself because everyone else slept in different tents. Elena just wanted to kiss Damon. Elena asks Bonnie if she found anything. Bonnie says he's not on the trail. Shane says his gear is still here. And Stefan says, well, he's not at the quarry either. And Damon says, let's split up. No. No, no, no. Let's maybe not. Bonnie says, okay, well, I'm going to stay here and try a locator spell. And Shane says, well, I'm going to stay here and make sure she's safe. And Damon says, well, I'm going to stay here and make sure you're not lying. Then Elena quickly realizes that she's now stuck with Stefan and Rebecca. So what kind of fucking boyfriend is Damon? Elena's like, excuse me. (laughs) She says, okay, fine. We'll keep searching the island. And they go. Then in the shed, Shane is on a phone. And Damon says, I thought you said it didn't work. And Shane says, yeah, it doesn't. I'm just checking the signal. Yeah, okay. First of all, it's a satellite phone. It works. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, I'm sorry. College people came here on spring break and there's no phone service. Grow up. Well, like if a satellite phone, if it lost its signal, guess what happens to a satellite? 
it keeps fucking orbiting. The signal comes back. I don't know anything about a satellite phone. I actually don't know for sure that that's true, but I feel like it makes sense. It makes sense to me. They use satellite phones in places with very little service. That makes sense. So it tunes into satellites, which move. That makes sense to me. I think I'm making a good read of it. If I'm wrong, don't tell me. Yeah, I don't really care. Or do, but be nice about it. Either way, Damon says, oh, so you can call someone like whoever took Jeremy. Once again, Damon reading Shane like a fiddle and Shane doesn't like that. Reading Shane like a fiddle. (laughs) You know what I mean? What's the reading him like a book? Yeah. Playing him like a fiddle. My bad. You get it. (laughs) Um, Shane says, yeah, this place has a habit of getting to you, doesn't it? This is Shane's bread and butter in a moment like this when someone calls him out. Gaslight. Gaslighter. And Shane says, see for yourself and offers the phone. But Damon doesn't look at the phone. Maybe he should. Uh, Damon says, I'm done trusting you. And he pushes him in a chair and says, where's the cure? And Shane says, you remember that magical well I told you about? Silas and the cure are buried deep below it. And Damon says, oh, so you've seen it. And Shane says, no. Shane says, no, I didn't. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he says, but you could say I heard it from a reliable source. And I said, this source better not be his fucking wife. And guess who the fucking source was? So we flash back. He's with his wife. Quote, unquote. He's with his wife, Caitlin. And he says, Caitlin, how is this happening? And she says, oh, my God, you're bleeding. And he says, ah. And she says, no, it's okay. It's good. It's what's keeping me here. Mm -hmm. And in the present day, Shane says, if a single drop of blood can give you a vision, can you imagine what two leaders could do? That can make you lightheaded and imagine things. Exactly. (laughs) Damon says, what does your dead wife have to do with the cure? Great question. Fantastic question. Fantastic phrasing. Yeah, Shane said her name is Caitlin. It's a little disrespectful for you to call her my dead wife. Damon said, I could give a fuck what her name is. Yeah. Shane says she's got nothing to do with the cure, but she has everything to do with Silas. In the flashback, Shane says, I'm sorry I let things get out of control. I should have stopped you. And she says, oh, sweetheart, it's okay. You wanted Sam back as much as I did. Sam, we have to assume, is the son. I don't think as much as she did because she died for it. Unlike somebody. She says, what if you had a second chance to bring us both back? And he says, I can't. I'm not a witch. And she says, we have a witch. His name is Silas. If you set him free, he'll help those who helped him. And he says, set him free. And she says, well, he's entombed in the caves below us, but it's impossible to get him out without a spell. You need to get the spell. Also, I do want to take this moment to say, we now know that Shane wants to wake Silas specifically to wake his wife up. Yes. Which is not what you predicted. You predicted he wanted power. Okay, early on, but I did eventually say he wanted his wife woken up. Yeah, I have to say... You do this every time. You always think they want power. It's the Vampire Diaries. It always comes back to love, baby. Yeah, I should have guessed that. I did eventually get to it, but that was after I found out his wife was dead. So at that point, it would have been kind of stupid if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I tried. And here's here's some stuff from this little information. Mm-hmm. They have a witch. They just need the spell. You know, they she's saying Silas is their witch to do this spell. Yeah. What does he need Bonnie for then? That's a great question. Well, because Bonnie's a descendant of Katsia. So maybe there needs to be a link or something. And Katsia is the one who, you know, locked him up, you know, in the box. And we know that a lot of these, like, locking up spells take two people. 
or take like a witch, the same witch or witch that's related to undo them. Yeah. Maybe Silas has the power to do some of the spell, but maybe he just like is a little stuck on that part. Or maybe he doesn't even need Bonnie to do any spell. Maybe he needs Bonnie's blood and maybe she'll die. I mean, I think realistically this Bonnie will be contributing some blood to this situation. I don't think enough to kill her, but I think some Bennett blood could be useful. And then the other thing about this that I said earlier. Mm-hmm. So this is Caitlin, his dead wife, mm-hmm. really making the case for Silas. That's just interesting. Maybe Silas is going to bring people back to life. But also, as Shane has learned, telling people you're going to bring their loved ones back to life is a big motivator. Great motivator. Yeah, great manipulation tactic. Yeah. So I just think, you know, if we're going down this road that Silas is a witch, but also, and it also may be that he can't be a witch until he takes the cure, but he didn't want to take the cure until he knew he could get out. So he didn't die while he was in there. Mm. I'll just say, so maybe he needs to get out before he can be a witch because maybe he does have this vampire power and maybe he's compelling these ghosts to talk to people. Although I think it's more likely that he's taking their form somehow. So we have been told, you know, that you can't be a witch and a vampire at the same time. But as we've learned in the Vampire Diaries many times before, there are loopholes to every rule we learn. Yes. So it's possible that he's both. But I do want to bring up something. This is a known power vampires have is getting into people's heads. Mm -hmm. That backs up your theory. Well, here's an idea. What if Caitlin's not dead? What if she's in this well? That would be the gag of the century. (laughs) Imagine being married to Shane and you're like, I'm done with that. I'm going to go live in a well. I'd rather live in a well. In Nova Scotia. Yeah, I mean, I do think she's dead. Okay. I'll go on record saying that. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad. But I don't necessarily believe that this ghost we're seeing is her or her speaking of her own volition. You think it's Silas? Yeah. It's either Silas essentially manipulating her and telling her what to say or full on Silas in a body swap. Do you think he did a body swap spell or do you think he's a shapeshifter? Because you also said shapeshift earlier. What's the what's the thought here? Because if he was doing the body swap, he might need the corpse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So shapeshifter. So you think he's a shapeshifter? Don't laugh at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think shapeshifter sounds dumber, but it I think it's more dumber. accurate to what I'm thinking. But as we've learned also in supernatural shows, sometimes dumb things are necessary. I mean, we all watch Teen Wolf. They came up with a new creature every year. And, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a creature that's not a vampire or a werewolf or a hybrid. Yeah. New supernatural creature, shapeshifter, perhaps. You know, either way, the main thesis of this is that ain't Caitlin. Caitlin is sleeping. Someone should be saying to Shane, like, are you sure it was Caitlin? Someone should be gaslighting him right back. And I don't know if this is the best time to ask this, but I don't think we get the answer to this, although we can make some guesses. How did Shane get out of that cave? I don't think we get the answer to that. We can assume maybe an islander helped him. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's a good question. I think that's a great question. So let me go back to the present day. And Shane says to Damon, so like Caitlin explained everything I had to do. He doesn't like ask Caitlin how she knows all this. He says, she told me I had to complete the hunter's mark to access the spell and empower a descendant of Ketsia to perform it. And Damon says, oh, Bonnie's related to Ketsia? This is information we had weeks ago, Damon. Keep up. (laughs) Damon said he was going to stay here to make sure Shane didn't bother Bonnie. Unfortunately, Shane is busy distracting Damon. So Damon's really failing on this front. Bonnie's doing a spell. 
She starts a fire. She throws a shirt in it, I think, one of Jeremy's shirts. Yes. And the fire creates a path through the woods. There's wind and she follows the fire. Yes, she just starts walking into the woods all by herself. So off into the woods she goes. Elsewhere in the woods, Elena is shouting for Jeremy. She says, Jeremy, Jeremy. Rebecca says, you know what? Why not yell louder? Maybe we haven't drawn enough attention to ourselves. Fair point. Although they are looking for a missing person. So I don't know what Rebecca expected the goal to be. Yeah. And Elena says, sorry, how are you helping? And Rebecca says, I'm stronger, I'm faster, and I'm pretty sure I can turn the Islanders easier than you. And Elena says, I'm not disagreeing with the easy part. And Stefan says, okay, we get it. You hate each other. (laughs) Stefan's like, can you guys stop yelling at each other? I don't really want to be here with the two of you either. Maybe we could all just shut up. Stefan always ends up with the pair of like, over-emotional people. He's like, guys, I am the serial killer. How are you all less stable than me? Yeah, he's like, come on, guys. Can we just go find Jeremy and go sit down? I don't want to do all this today. I can't. I'm barely hanging on, if I'm honest. And then Rebecca says, you know, I tried to be her friend, but somehow I ended up with a dagger in my back because I'm the evil one. And this is back when Rebecca was going to go to her first school dance she's referring to. Mm -hmm. And this was mean of Elena. We can all agree on that. And Elena says, you know, technically you didn't achieve evil status until you killed me. You know, there's nuance to their relationship. They both have done bad things. But it is hard at this point to get past the fact that Rebecca did kill Elena. Yeah, Uh, you can understand why Elena would be pissed about that. Especially because they didn't know Elena had vampire blood in her system at the time. But, you know, we're all here. Let's all get past it. Mm hmm. Elena triggers a trap. It's a bunch of stakes on a branch. Really great move. And Rebecca stops it. Slay. Because she is faster. And Stefan says, nice catch. And Rebecca says, thank you. And Elena says, no, thank you. This would have killed me. Suddenly, Elena found her empathy. Yeah. As soon as she almost died. All of a sudden, she's like, you know what? I've been kind of a bitch. (laughs) Rebecca says, I don't really care what happens to you either way. But if you're going to die, it might as well be epic. Return of epic. Yeah, return of epic. We haven't heard that word in a while. Elena says, I'm going to go back, check on Bonnie and see if she found anything. Be careful. And she leaves. She won't even remember she was looking for Bonnie for another 12 hours. Yeah. Then we go back over to the shed. Damon, you know, is continuing to talk to Shane. He says, so you have the rock, the hunter, the Bennett witch. What about the dozens that had to die in a sacrifice? Where do they fit in? Another great question from Damon. Mm Mm-hmm. Shane says, as you can imagine, that was not an easy pill to swallow. Seemed like it was. You, you did, did two of them. <laughs> you killed 24 people. It took you less than a year to kill 24 people. I don't <laughs> think it was that hard a pill to swallow. <laughs> I think you handled it okay. You seemed to figure it out. And you started with a pastor. Yeah, come on. And then we go back to the flashback where he's talking to Caitlin. <laughs> Air quotes around that. He says, Caitlin, it's me. The guy who refused to serve a meat course at our wedding. But that wedding sucked ass. Boo. Boo. They only served tap water and asparagus. He said, and, you know, our wedding was so lovely. I had all those mason jars instead of cups. You remember that? Wasn't that so creative of me? And didn't you love all the burlap? Yeah, my suit was corduroy. Not like, not like fancy. Remember how I suggested we both wear Converse? And how Sam, our son, wore a little baby converse. <laughs> and he was the flower girl and the ring bear. <laughs> and he rode in on a miniature pony. <laughs> Even though I didn't serve a meat course, I was fine with that animal being tortured. <laughs> and then when we drove home from our wedding, we killed our son. 
because we were drunk. Didn't call an Uber because we were too cheap. And cuts on the table, I didn't get the meat course because I was too cheap. It wasn't an ethical thing. Oh my God, do you know how much steak costs? <laughs> Some light Shane moving. Anyway, Shane says, I can't orchestrate three massacres. And it's like three? Wait a second. That number, that number is different than the number we've seen. I was thrilled about this because I guessed three massacres and I was listening to this and I was like, where the fuck did I get that number? That was so stupid. I know. But it worked. Three's always a good number. Oh my God. I was so happy because I really thought that was going to be wrong. I listened to it a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh my God, that's so dumb. <laughs> I was like, why am I guessing that? You never know what's going to be right and what's wrong. Then Caitlin says, no, no, it's not like that. You're merely leading these people so Silas can bring them back from the dead. Said like Silas. Yeah, this does sound like something Silas would say. <laughs> he says, but why would they die just to be resurrected? It doesn't make sense. And she says, well, um, actually, it does actually make sense because the spell that brings me back requires a witch to channel an extreme amount of mystical energy. And that energy doesn't occur in nature. And Shane says, yeah, because it isn't natural. Like, I'm sorry, but I can't do that to innocent people. Caitlin's losing him. Caitlin's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let me let me try again. So she brings a new tactic and she touches his face. And this works like almost immediately. He's like, oh. <laughs> she says, can you feel my touch? And he says, how is this possible? And she says, because you believe it is possible. Mm -hmm. You believe you can see me again. Yeah, that's Silas saying like, you believe I'm a woman. It's me, Silas. <laughs> she says, you don't have to take a single human life yourself. All you have to do is convince someone that it is possible that they can see a lost loved one again and they'll do it for you. And she's right. He hasn't taken a single human life himself. He got the pastor to orchestrate one and Haley to orchestrate another. Yeah. Just to promise them that they could see their family again. In the present, Damon says, oh, so that's how you manipulated the pastor to blow up a farmhouse full of people. And Shane says he just wanted to see his wife again. And the iconic thing, they still have not connected this to Haley. I know. Haley's so slayed. Which, like, there's no reason they would because they're like, and then Klaus killed all his hybrids just because Klaus likes to kill his hybrids. And Tyler hasn't caught up with all of them and... Yeah. Whatever. But it is funny that Haley has, like, completely not left a handprint on this yes she won she slayed slaley damon says wait a second you said three massacres thanks damon yeah fire at the young farm holiday hybrid slaughter love calling it that what mass bloodletting am i forgetting and shane says well you're not and damon says oh you're not finished and then damon says is that why you brought us all out to the middle of nowhere to complete massacre three there's not 12 of you here, Damon. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Don't be dumb. And even if there were 12, you would need more than 12 because he needs Bonnie. He supposedly needs Jeremy. Yeah, and even if this were all a lie, there's like six or seven of them. And by the way, most of them are vampires and one's an original vampire. Shane would have to kill all of them. Come on. Be so serious. Be realistic. Even Shane is not that delusional. Yeah, and Shane says it doesn't work that way, Damon. And Damon says, I think you need to tell me where this magical well is. Actually, Damon, I don't think you should back off the massacre questioning yet. I think you should get a solid answer before you move on. You haven't seen anyone on this island except someone who shot an arrow at Jeremy and then another person who threw a hatchet at that person. Any question what role they play? Yeah. 
But instead, he wants to know where the magic well is. Shane says, well, you know, I can't do that. And Damon says, I know. Then we go back to the Gilbert house up in Elena's room. Tyler has put Caroline in Elena's bed. He's getting blood all over her sheets. Caroline says it's getting worse. And then she says, sorry. And Tyler says, no, it's my fault. I'm sorry. Caroline says, you didn't do any of this. And he says, "Mm, I unsired the hybrids and I turned them on Klaus. I should have left it alone. You probably should have. And she says, no, you freed them, Tyler. People put their faith in you because you're a leader. Don't forget that. Yeah, he freed them all the way to the other side, to the great big backyard in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. And then Tyler says, then you trust me? It's like, okay, I guess so. She's like, why not? Uh, You know, I might be dead in an hour, so. Might as well say I trust you. (laughs) Then we go back downstairs. Tyler carries Caroline into the living room and puts her on the hardwood floor. And he says, you want to be in control, Klaus? Here, now you have control of her life. If you want her to die, fine. But then you can sit here and watch her die yourself. And then Tyler leaves. And this is very slight. Because if Klaus has to sit there the whole time, I mean, this isn't lasting. Caroline's going to start wheezing. (laughs) Yeah. And he's going to lose it. And the thing is, Klaus did not respond well to Tyler telling him what he wanted to hear. But he will always fall for Caroline telling him what he wants to hear. Mm -hmm. But Klaus makes it seem like he is going to let Caroline die. He says to Caroline, you know, nothing personal, love. But if I were to cure you, it means victory for him. So don't worry. It won't be long now. He's trying to trick himself into thinking he's going to do this. Fool's errand. We go back to the shed. Damon has now tied Shane to his chair. Never hurts. And he's got some torture tools ready. And Damon says, where's the cure? And Shane says, does it matter? I think we both know you'd rather just torture me. And Damon's like, I want both. And Shane then turns to doing what he does best, which is manipulating. And even though he hasn't had a lot of luck with Damon yet, he has found Damon's real weakness and he exploits it pretty fast here. He says, you know, torture gives you a sense of control, especially because your relevance is slipping away. I mean, look at you. Here you are hours from Elena breaking her sire bond and you're starting to freak out a little bit. You want my advice? Leave. Don't put yourself through this. Damon, you know, keeps hitting him because he doesn't want to hear this. Yeah, he's like kneecapping him. (laughs) (laughs) And Shane says, hey, fine. Let's say her feelings for you are real. How does that end? You know, she's human. You're a vampire. Uh, He kneecaps him again. (laughs) (laughs) And Shane says, it's doomed, Damon. You're not torturing me. You're torturing yourself by helping them find the cure. Now, Shane, you know what's fucking doomed? Hunting down your dead wife in a random cave in a random island. But... Who am I? I mean, you know, everyone's got their own blind spots. <laughs> That's the thing. If you wanted to absolutely destroy Shane, you just have to say, your wife was obviously a hallucination, dumbass. That was obviously not her. And Damon says, you know, I could kill you and then no one would find the cure. And Shane says, we've established that you can't kill me without sending Bonnie off the deep end. Or you can leave the island and have a modicum of self-respect. Don't stay here and watch Elena walk away from you. And it's funny because Shane really has no idea about this relationship at all. He's just piling on what he's already hearing and he's nailing it. Yeah, he's like, I've heard enough to kind of guess what I can get at here. He's like, you know, this isn't my safest manipulation, but I'm comfortable. Shane's pretty good at guessing people's insecurities and leveraging them for his own benefit. Yeah. Especially this group. They've got insecurities out the ass. 
and they're not they're not hidden. Yeah, and they're announcing them. Rebecca has like straight up said millions of times, like, I just want to be loved. And still no one loves. Them. Yeah, it's all right. And then Damon says, right, because if I'm not here, I can't get between you and whatever you're planning with Silas. Well, I'm not that easily manipulated, Professor. So he seems to be getting out on the other side of it. And he says, and there is one flaw in your logic. I don't give a crap about Bonnie Bennett, which is kind of a flaw in Shane's logic because Damon would gladly let Bonnie die if he had to. He's offered it up before. And frankly, there's no guarantee Bonnie would die as a result of this. And there's no guarantee that Bonnie will live with Shane here. I mean, it's a flimsy guarantee at best. And I think Shane knows it, but it's kind of all he has. Yeah. So Damon gets prepped to snap Shane's neck. But luckily for Shane, Elena comes in. She stops him and she says, hey, what's wrong with you? And Damon walks away. But you do have to give it to Damon. You know, when he's about to snap his neck, Shane does look scared. Shane does look like he's like, fuck, I didn't account for that logic. Am I, is this all for nothing? Because I think he's like, I can't die until I find Silas because I got to pop back. Yeah. Obviously, no one else wants to wake Silas. So if I die, I'm done. Yeah. Elena asks Shane, like, hey, what did you say to him? And Shane says, your boyfriend is a maniac, Elena. She says, well, we're not really using the boyfriend word yet. Yeah. Elena's like, don't I fucking know it? She said, I've met him. And she said, in bed. Hey, yo. Can I get a high five? <laughs> <laughs> she says, stop messing with my friends. And then she unties him, freeing him to mess with her friends. No. This is not Elena's best move. If someone is tied up, it can't hurt to leave him that way. Yeah. She wants to go talk to Damon, so she leaves Shane alone. She follows Damon, and she says, you know, Shane is the only thing keeping Bonnie safe, and you try to kill him, and you wonder why Bonnie hates you. And Damon says, no, I really actually don't wonder. He's like, I think it's pretty clear why she hates me. I've been kind of an ass to her. (laughs) Ever since we've met. He says, I don't care about her, and I don't care about some lame-ass cure for vampirism. He really calls it a lame-ass cure. Now that's a bluff. (laughs) And she says, how can you say that right now? And he says, well, because I don't want you to be cured. And she says, okay, like, I'm not fighting with you about this anymore, Damon, because being human isn't going to change my feelings for you. And he says, fine, say they're real. Say you become human and still love me. Then what? You grow old, you die, I stay a vampire. Face reality, Elena, we don't work. So I guess you are that easily manipulated. (laughs) Yeah, that got to him, but at least he hid that from Shane a little bit. Yeah. And I get this thought process, but also he knows that Elena was willing to do that for Stefan. But I think there's also this fear of like, well, maybe she was willing to do that for Stefan, but she's only willing to be with me as a vampire. She wouldn't be willing to be with me if she only had one lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it is the sire bond. She says, okay, so things aren't easy and you're just going to push me away. He says, yeah, that's my my move. He said, (laughs) yup. She says, that's what you do. You think you don't deserve something, so you ruin it. I'm not going to let you pull that this time. Take the cure with me. He starts to leave, but he turns back at that. Because this is getting to him. Because he is like, he's trying to push her away so he doesn't have to deal with her leaving mm-hmm. when she takes the cure. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she says, that's how certain I am that I'm going to love you after all this is over. Take the cure. Be human with me. We can be together. Grow old together. This doesn't have to be hard anymore. She's really bearing her soul to him. Yeah, she's ready to be human with him. Damon decides he does still want to push her away because he is so worried she's going to abandon him. And so he says kind of the most hurtful thing he can say to her at this moment. He says, you know, that's not me, Elena. That's Stefan making her question her own feelings when he feels that way, too, because he's like, 
you don't actually want to be with me as a human. Like you're saying this because of a cyberbond that you want to be with me, but like you were human the whole time and you always picked Stefan. He's protecting his heart. Yeah. Cause he doesn't want to get his feelings hurt. I'm not fired. I quit. Exactly. He says, I used to miss being human, but now I can't think of anything more miserable on earth. He walks away and she cries. Do you think that Damon's telling the truth here? No. I mean, I think he, I think he's scared to become a human because then I think he has no harsh exterior to hide behind or a much less effective harsh exterior. And he doesn't really want to be exposed like that and have his feelings like so in the open because if he's a vampire, he can say, well, my feelings are off. So I'm good. Mm -hmm. No one can hurt me. And I can snap someone's neck whenever I want. And if he's a human, he can't do any of that. And also like to be like relying on Elena to love him for his whole life. He doesn't think that's possible or that he deserves that because he thinks that he's a bad person. And he's like, if we're human, then I'm just setting myself up for more heartbreak. I might as well be a vampire and I can run away from everything. Mm -hmm. Good point. Then we go out to the woods. Stefan's with Rebecca. He says, hey, haven't we been through here before? She says, it all looks the same to me. One of them steps on something. It triggers a stake that shoots into a tree. Stefan pushes Rebecca out of the way and she says, mm, thanks, but that wasn't going to kill me. So that was really unnecessary. Yeah, it was fine. I would have been good. Yeah, but thanks for the push. And then he says, sorry, force of habit. And he like touches her waist a little longer than he needs to. And she says, don't be a tease. Elena could be lurking somewhere in these woods. He says, hey, did you mean what you said about a ceasefire? So this was about Elena. Whore. Stefan is the whore. Yeah, I know. I know that. Rebecca says, hey, why do you all assume I hate Elena so much? Because you say it every goddamn day. I mean. (laughs) And Stefan says, well, you did run her off a bridge, which is pretty damning evidence. Yeah. But then Rebecca says, you all seem to forget that Elena's death was the only way to save my family, which is true because Elena's death caused Alaric's death. And Alaric was really besting a lot of them. Yeah, Alaric was very close to killing them. Alaric even quote unquote killed Klaus, but we did the body swap so we were safe. I mean, yeah, Alaric was making quick work of the originals. Yeah. And if I'm Rebecca also, I'd be like, and she's a vampire. She didn't even die. Yeah. And also, she did dagger me. Like, I'm not the only one being mean here. But then Rebecca makes her point even more clear. She says, you know, I did the same thing that every one of you would have done to protect the people you love, which is true. Any one of them would have killed one person if it meant they were saving all of their friends. And Rebecca says, and before you cast me as the bad guy, maybe you should remember that Elena helped kill not one, but two of my brothers. So maybe we're not as different as everyone's making us out to be. Because, you know, the originals, they may be crazy and they may be mean, but their body counts, like, since we've known them, are not that much different from our heroes. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, Finn was, like, no one really cared about Finn. And, I mean, Cole was, obviously, if there was going to be a next one to go, the next one to go. Yeah. But it is, like, you did kill two of her brothers. You still did kill two siblings. Between Klaus and Rebecca, they killed, like, two parent figures for Elena. So, like, you know. I think it's a toss up who deserves to hate the other more versus Rebecca and Elena. But I do think it's much closer than Elena and Stefan want to believe. Yeah, exactly. Then Rebecca says, well, Jeremy's not here. I'm going back. So then we go back to camp. Elena is looking for Bonnie. Hours later. (laughs) Can't find her. Surprise, surprise. Stefan and Rebecca return. And Elena says, hey, where is everyone? 
Stefan says, what are you talking about? Yeah, Stefan and Rebecca are like, well, we've been gone all day too. That's why you don't volunteer yourself for the group that goes into the woods. Elena says, Bonnie's not here and Shane's stuff is gone. And Rebecca says, oh my God. And then she runs to her stuff and she's like, the tombstone is gone. Should have brought that into the woods with you. Yeah, I thought you said you weren't letting it out of your sight, Stefan. So what is the truth? Then we go back over to the Gilbert house. Klaus has put Caroline on the couch, which is very nice because Tyler left her on the hardwood floor. <laughs> I think he wanted to put her there and get out. Really I quick. know, I know, I know. But still, he should have put her on the couch. It's pretty funny. Caroline's on the couch wheezing. She's going. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing. <laughs> it's funny. She says, if you don't feed me your blood, I'll die. He knows that. But she's like, maybe it'll sound different when I say it. Yeah. He says, then you'll die. And Tyler will have learned his lesson the hard way. And Caroline says, you know, how could you do this to him? To his mom? To me? Girl, he really only cares about you. That's the answer. Yeah. He says, well, I'm a thousand years old. Call it boredom. And she says, I don't believe you. And he says, fine. Maybe it's because I'm pure evil and can't help myself. And she says, no, it's because you're hurt which means there's a part of you that is human. And he said, who told you that? He said, who told you that one? He says, how could you possibly think that? And she says, because I've seen it. Because I've caught myself wishing I could forget all the horrible things you've done. Hmm, yummy. And he says, but you can't, can you? Because this is his biggest fear. Because he sees Elena forgetting all the shit Damon did, and he's like, I need me a freak like that. Yeah, he's like, I want it. I want it. I don't want it from Elena. He's like, I don't care for her at all. She is ugly to me. (laughs) She is not my favorite, but but that Caroline. She says, I know you're in love with me. And anybody capable of love is capable of being saved. And this makes him cry. And it's a great thing to say, because she didn't say, like, I'll definitely forgive you. But she was like, well, you could get better. Yeah. And he says, you're hallucinating. And she says, I guess I'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) she is putting it on i do think there's probably a part of her that this is real yeah i mean she's in pain i'm sure she is actively dying she's doing it in a cute way though i do think she's a little bit more in control than she wants him to believe because we saw rose just fucking like sobbing and shit yeah this is different she's being all cutesy going huh i guess i'll never no (laughs) Shut up. She's eating. And then she like closes her eyes and goes like a little bit limp, but goes like. (laughs) He says, Caroline, and he sees her getting weaker and he like starts to panic. And you can see he's like looking around and like sniffling and like trying to look away, like trying to distract himself, but he just can't do it. He can't do it. And so then he lifts her body. He bites himself and he puts his wrist to her mouth and she does start drinking and they just hold each other and it is romantic. It is Claroline at its best. It is Claroline, baby. Claroline stands. We are eating tonight. Mmm, yummy. Then we go back over to camp. Rebecca is panicking and she's looking through Elena's stuff. And Elena says, what are you doing in my tent? Elena's tent also huge. Not the point of this scene, but I had to point it out. Rebecca grabs Elena's neck and says, where's the tombstone? What have you done with it? And Elena says, what are you talking about? And Rebecca says, like, it's not obvious. All you people ever do is betray me. And here you go again. You can't blame her for this one. This is a very fair thought. Stefan comes in. He says, let her go. She didn't take it. And Rebecca says, was any of this real? Was this just a ploy to distract me while Shane ran off with the tombstone? And Stefan says, 
you think I would do that? Yes, you would. You so would. But also, it is kind of clear at this point that Shane's betraying all of them. I mean, yeah, no one's on Shane's side at this point. It's just him. And Stefan says, you think I would let some psychopath run off with the cure? Every single moment of my last 146 years has been ruled by the pain of being a vampire. And this cure ends that the guilt and the suffering. You really think I would jeopardize that? He says, need I remind you, I am an alcoholic. He's like, I want the cure more than any of you. He's like, now we haven't been quantifying it because there really wasn't a point, but I definitely want it the most. I think there's a point now. Rebecca says, fine, you didn't take it, but that doesn't mean I trust her. And then Elena goes to her sleeping bag and takes out the white oak steak. And she says, I didn't take it, but here, consider this a peace offering. And Rebecca says, don't you get it, Elena? There is no peace. We're all screwed. And Elena says, exactly, Rebecca, we're screwed. Bonnie's gone. Shane's got the tombstone. Jeremy's missing. And who knows if Damon's coming back. So us three right here is all we've got. So we're either in this together or it's over for all of us. Elena's like, unfortunately, this is the team today. We are the only ones who actually want the cure. So let's all get together. And I guess we're just hanging out now. And Rebecca does take the stake. She accepts the peace offering. So here's our new little trio. Team Cure. What a squad. Then we go out to the woods and catch up with Team Silas, as I'll call them now, probably to Jeremy and Bonnie's chagrin. Shane is running with the tombstone, and he runs into the islander who has Jeremy chained up and like bound and gagged. And Shane says, Jeremy. And then he says, that was a bit of a scare yesterday. And then he thanks the guy. He says, thank you for fending off his attacker. The guy says, his attacker? Yeah, he's like, I don't know about that. And Shane says, Jeremy was attacked by an islander. I assumed you were his hatchet-flinging guardian angel. And he says, no, it wasn't me. And Shane's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Shane says, well, I guess there's somebody else on this island desperate to keep our hunter alive. Do you have a theory about who that might be? I mean, we know there's one other member of the five on the island. Great point. You would think that they would like to keep each other protected. You would think that. Bonnie appears and she says, how did I get here? What's going on? Shane says, oh, I see your locator spell worked. And she says, the path behind me just, and Shane says, magically disappeared. Yeah, you can thank the talents of Mossock. He's a witch. Should you try to escape, he'll ensure you never find your way back. So gang's all here. Silas awaits. Yeah, he's like, we're doing it, ladies and gents. Yeah, and Bonnie's like, so the cure is not like something this side is doing anymore? Yes, she's like, so we're just doing the Silas thing now? That's that's it? She's like, I'm not really passionate about the Silas thing either way, to be completely honest with you. She's like, and frankly, do I care about the cure that much? Not particularly. She's like, if anything, I'm on Ketsia's side in all of this. Elsewhere in the woods, Damon is walking alone, throwing his little tantrum because he's pushing his girlfriend away. And she was like, uh, no, I still love you. So naturally, he's upset. And he gets hit by an arrow. And Damon says, oh, come on. You got to be kidding me. Not now. I wanted to cry in the woods. And he's like, I just wanted a moment of peace in the woods. I wanted to listen to liability while I walk in the woods. That's so fucking much to ask. And then he gets tackled by a guy. They fight. But then Damon gets the upper hand and he grabs him by the neck. He's about to snap his neck. But then he sees on his hand the hunter's mark tattoo. And we know that if he can see it, it's complete. Yes, I was going to point that out if you hadn't. Good. Damon says, wait a second. You're one of the five. And so the hunter then overpowers Damon and Damon's distraction and snaps Damon's neck and then looks at him. And that is where we end the episode. 
So let's start by talking about this new hunter, this new member of the five. What are your theories? What's his deal? What's he doing here? What's he going to do with Damon? So he has the complete hunter's mark. So we have to assume like in theory, he could have found this place, although he doesn't have the sword that we can see. But I think we would know if Klaus was giving the sword to other people. Mm -hmm. But so I think there's some other back channel communications of the five who are trying to get this cure. Maybe they're trying to get the cure to stop all vampires from being around, you know, just cure all of them. Well, we know that what the five was created for was to cure and kill Silas. Because that's what they said earlier in the episode. Yeah. So maybe there are people who are just following that pure objective. Well, it may also be that the five is aware of like, say, where Silas's tombstone was. And then when it went missing, they were like, well, shit, someone's trying to wake up Silas. And so then they've been kind of following this path as it's going. And it makes sense to not like make yourself super known to a guy who is notably trying to find hunters. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's more of the five on this island? I think there's a possibility do you think they know that one of their own is here like do you think they know jeremy's here i don't think they do it doesn't seem like they knew connor although you could expect that they might but i think if connor had the actual at least one other member of the actual five he wouldn't have fallen into shane's trap so easily yeah because he would have been able to ask them the purpose exactly so now we see our group is splintered. They already had too big of an alliance coming and looking for the cure. It's already split a little bit since they first started this alliance. But now there are basically two sides. Team Cure, Team Silas. Team Cure is, of course, Stefan, Rebecca, Elena. And Team Silas is Jeremy, Bonnie, Shane, and I guess Masak for now. And then Damon is in charge of his own thing. And Damon's Team Crybaby. Which team will prevail, do you think? I don't really think anyone's winning, winning. Sure. So I'll lead with that. But I do think Team Silas has the obvious advantage because Shane knows where he's going and he has his witch and he has his hunter and he has the Islanders on his side. But he doesn't have whoever, you know, took a hatchet to another Islander. So that's something to keep in mind. And I think that is probably connected to the five, whoever, you know, threw that hatchet. Mm -hmm. And I think Damon can turn the five around if he must. I mean, I think it kind of depends on what exactly this hunter looks like because we do know that the five especially once they get their full hunter's mark it's like full instinct to just kill vampires Mm -hmm. so you know in theory he would just immediately kill damon now i think it's pretty clear that's not going to happen because it's damon and it didn't happen he just snapped his neck yeah he just snapped his neck so i think that could be a sign that maybe they do know that there's a hunter on the island because if they were protecting jeremy when they threw the hatchet then Yeah. So let me ask you another question. I was going to ask if it was indeed a hunter who threw the hatchet, which I think is your working theory. Yeah. Hunters aren't known to kill non-vampires. In fact, they try to avoid it. I do think there's a good potential that some of the islanders are vampires, even though we do know Masek is a witch from what Shane told us. But, you know, the island is known for a place where a lot of people die by being drained of blood. But then if all the booby traps are to kill vampires, why would you booby trap your own? Well, you know where the booby traps are, so you can avoid them. Yeah, but even so, like, what if someone puts up a new booby trap and they they put it in the group text, but, oh, wait, phone service doesn't work. My satellite phone's dead. (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm killed. That is a good point. That is a good point. Because I do think they're trying to keep vampires off. Yeah. Maybe the five are building those booby traps. Maybe the five, when they find each other, they all go to this island together and have their own little 
no, not on spring break. No, they just go to this island together, have their own thing, and, you know, try to stop people from getting to Silas. Hmm. Why don't they just go down and cure and kill Silas then? Maybe they can't unseal it and get him out. Oh, yeah, because they don't have a witch. So, but you think the hatchet came from a hunter? Yes. Gotcha. And so I think if Damon can get this member of the five against Shane, then they can pull this back. Sure. But of course, you know, the member of the five is going to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to a vampire to tell me to turn against a human. Seems like a tall order. No, to turn against a human who has turned against a hunter. Okay. Who's taking advantage of a hunter, you know? Yeah. So do you think we're going to find the cure and or Silas next episode or both or neither? I think we're opening what's ever in there. Okay. So do you think what's in there is going to be Silas, the cure, both or neither? I think Silas is the most likely. Sure. I don't think we're seeing a cure. Like, I think the cure might still have some danger to it. Okay. Because whenever I say we're not going to see something next episode, it's going to be this. So I'm doubting myself now. If we do find a cure, who's going to be the first person to try it, do you think? That's a great question. I think if they're free, if Silas gets out of the tomb, I think Silas is a good potential. Because I do think there's a strong possibility that whoever takes the cure dies. Sure. Or some other, some other, you know, consequence of it. How do you think they're going to get Silas to take the cure? Force him? I think he'll want to take it. Because once he's out, he's not going to die underground. He can, like, live his life as a witch. Yeah. But here's the thing. As a witch, if he, like, takes the cure, lives his life as a witch, and dies, he'll go to the other side to see his girl, girl, Ketsia. And his girlfriend will remain not on the other side. But at least on the other side as a witch, he'll have control over where he goes so he can avoid Ketsia. But don't you think since Ketsia has power over where she goes, she'll just follow him? I mean, it'd definitely be annoying. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> I just think there's a question of how useful the cure is. I just think it's interesting that you think Silas is going to be on board to take it when he's had it this whole time. Well, I don't think he wanted to take it and die underground. Sure. That's my thought process. I'm thinking of who would take it, who if they died, it'd be all good. Or, or Here's something crazy. Here's yeah. something crazy. So Silas comes up. Okay. He softens the line between living and dead. It does not just apply to people who have helped his cause. Sure. Right? You're with me on this. I'm with you. Alaric comes back. Alaric takes the cure. Oh, okay. But then what happens if Alaric dies again? Then he comes back again. because the How does he softened. come back again? The line is softened already. So you think, let me get this straight. You think they're going to find the cure? You think they're going to give it to Alaric. He's going to get cured and then he's going to die. I don't think he's going to die. I don't think he's going to die. You You said that's what you think the cure does is kill someone. No, 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 no. This is what I think the cure does. Okay. I think it makes you mortal, but at the age you are. So I think if, say, Stefan or Damon were to take it, they'd suddenly be a mortal 162 years old. Now that would lead to death. Now Alaric, he's like a year older than he was as a human. So he wouldn't die. Okay, so you think it's like a time-based thing. Yes. So then if Silas took the cure, he'd just immediately die because he's like a thousand years old. He turned to dust. He's super powerful, so maybe he wouldn't. You're usually picking and choosing, aren't you? <laughs> yep. I can. I'm making my own guesses. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I'm allowed to throw a range of things out and see what sticks. Yeah, you're going to throw the hatchet at the wall and see what sticks. Well, that brings us to the end of yet another jam-packed episode. As always, if you are enjoying 
the Vampire Diaries and her doppelgangers, please tell your friends and remember to rate us five stars and review us on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother. Thank you.